0: the third win against the top 10 and the orange had them all the way they didn't look into your heart they didn't look into your heart they didn't look into my heart a three for the win battle boom it's the orange do it again the cardiac juice comes through on the road one more time this is orange nation with Stephen fonte and
1: seth goldberg
2: Here we go, Wednesday edition of Orange Nation on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1, ESPNSyracuse.com and the ESPN app. We have a busy, busy show for you once again as we will continue to get you ready for Syracuse and Arizona State tonight in Dayton in the first four. Big-time matchup for the Orange, and I think, quite honestly, a winnable matchup for the Orange. We will get to that. We'll have Brian Higgins coming on at 1230 to talk SU women's basketball. Coach Q's team in the tournament now for the sixth year in a row, and they are the eighth seed, and they'll play Oklahoma State on Saturday. You'll hear it here on ESPN Radio, so we'll have Brian on in about half an hour from now, we'll have Zach Clark from ESPN Tucson to give us uh, the, the lowdown on Arizona State. Uh, also, seeing that he's in Tucson, I do want to squeeze in an Arizona question or two with him as well. And we'll have Brian. Uh, we'll have Stephen Fonte checking in uh, from the road. He is in Dayton. We'll have him checking in at about 145 to round out the show. 315-437-7644 is the number to call on Twitter, at Seth Goldberg 17 and at ESPN Syracuse. And I want these to be used today. I want your feedback. I want to hear from you because I've got a a big, broad question that I want to start the show with. And, and Max, uh, you might as well throw out a poll question uh, on Twitter because I'm curious to see what the reaction is. And, And this is a question that came up multiple times yesterday. And I don't see how you can go any way but one way on the answer. Before you even get to the game tonight, before you even get to the game tonight, is this season a successful season for the Syracuse Orange? So, Max, throw up a poll on Twitter there. Uh, Give us a call, 315-437-7644. And uh, you can also text us, 288 0644 on the ESPN Syracuse text line. So I want to have, I, I want to hear from you guys on this because I look at this season and regardless of what happens tonight, right? Syracuse wins, Syracuse loses, Syracuse gets blown out, Syracuse blows out Arizona State, and it's a laugher, and, and we aren't even paying attention by 10 o'clock. No matter what happens, I think this season is so far a success for the Syracuse Orange. You look at where they were last August, and although there may have been rumblings and whispers and rumors about Torian Thompson, you didn't know he was gone until classes started at the end of the month, right? You did not know for sure he was gone until classes started at the end of the month. That's late to lose a guy. Too late to add somebody new. All right, you get into the season, your team is limited, you don't know what Marek Dolajai and Matthew Moyer and Pascal Chukwu and Barama Sidibe and O'Shea Brissett are going to give you. You don't really know what to expect out of Geno Thorpe as a grad transfer who hasn't played at an ACC level before. You don't know what to expect out of Tyus Battle all of a sudden being thrust into this number one starring role on a team. You don't know what to expect out of Frank Howard. Given that he got benched last year. Given that he couldn't hold down the starting job last year. And I think that if John Gillen were here again this year, Gillen would have started over Frank again to start the year. So given all of that, there were so many questions surrounding this team. So many unknowns surrounding this team that you just didn't know. So we're sitting here in early November. Syracuse football's on a two-game losing streak after beating Clemson. We're shifting gears to basketball season. That Cornell game is right around the corner. We've seen them play a couple of exhibitions. And Steve and I are sitting here and, you know, maybe we think 18 wins. I think that was about the number I thought. An NIT berth, 18 wins. They'd struggle. Maybe even worse than that. I think we both thought that they would struggle a little bit. I think we both thought that they would not make the NCAA tournament. And the fact of the matter is... That Syracuse did make the NCAA tournament, did get 20 wins. And I don't know how you can look back at this season, whether it's right now or six months from now or six years from now, I don't know how you can look back at this season and say that it is anything other than a success. Because that's what it is. Syracuse outplayed expectations. Syracuse has done better than we thought they would this year. Better than most thought they would this year. And they've made the NCAA tournament. Regardless of what you think of the first four, it is the NCAA tournament. And SU is here. So now you're playing with house money, and you want to see how far you can get. Can you win tonight? Yeah, I see no reason why you can't. Arizona State can score, but they can't defend. Arizona State didn't play very well against the zone when it was Washington, when it was Colorado. We know you play a zone. Arizona State has struggled here down the stretch. Losers of five of their last six. Really struggling since the, end, since the beginning of the new year. So sure, this game is right there for the picking for Syracuse. This game is right there for the taking, for the Orange. And then you see what happens. It's March. Crazy things happen. You can never know what to expect once you reach that next round. Once you reach that field of 64. Once you reach that first weekend. So I look at this year for the Orange, big picture, taking a step back. It's a successful year. We might have wanted to pull our hair out at times. We might have been frustrated. You might have said... I can't stand this team, and they can't score, and they're tough to watch. And you would be right, because at times they were tough to watch, and at times they couldn't score. Well, most of the time, they couldn't score. But at the end of the day, here they are, 20 wins in the NCAA tournament. And to me, that spells success. Let's hit the phones, 315-437-7644. I want to get your reaction, your answer to this. We've got Jake in Syracuse on the line. Jake, what do you think? Success or no success for the team?
0: Good afternoon. Um, yeah, you got not just a success, but one of Beheim's greatest coaching jobs he's ever done. Um, you look at the defections, the injuries. You look at how many games this this team on offense college basketball back 60 years because it was just brutal to watch but yeah 20 wins uh, all the guys that have left all the guys. Yeah, you run down the list of injuries I don't remember a season quite like this with all with all the guys that have gotten hurt at different times and um, yeah let's, let's go cues let's win this one tonight move on and let's beat TCU and Jamie Dixon and yeah it'll be absolutely a success not just like I said not just a success. But one of Bayonne's best yards
2: ever. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jake. I, I think, and, and look, I, I really have to comb through the 42, 43 seasons he's been here and look. Uh, but yeah, I would imagine this is up there. I, I think this has been a great coaching job. You consider Torian Thompson leaving. You consider then Gino Thorpe leaving. And Barama Sadibe getting hurt a couple weeks later. And Matthew Moyer getting hurt and Pascal Chukwu getting hurt and you just and Howard Washington getting hurt and going out for the year and it just seems like every single anytime things looked like they were straightening out something went wrong right anytime something went out uh, was was straightening out and go, and starting to go right for this team something went wrong Gino Thorpe decides not to play anymore You have gotten off to a really good start. Geno Thorpe just decides not to play anymore. Awesome. Things are going great for this team. You beat Georgetown. You come back. You force overtime. Barama Sidibe all of a sudden has a a balky knee. Fantastic. You get into mid-January. It looks like you've maybe righted the ship a little bit after a rough start to ACC play. Matt Moyer turns his ankle. You fight through that. Marek Dolezal is playing well. Howard Washington tears his ACL. So it seems like every time something started to go right for this team, there was another setback and another injury and another defection. And yet they power through it and they get to 20 wins and they get to the NCAA tournament. One more reaction on this uh, before we hit the phones again. uh, From Jim uh, CBW on Twitter. Uh, Yes and no, given that SU used to be an elite program, A play-in game is never a success, given the lack of players and talent this season. Yes, a success. Um, Look, uh, you could take that both ways. I'm not going to compare this year to what had happened in previous years and say those are the expectations. Because, look, last year's team didn't live up to the expectations that were put on them preseason. This year's team, I think, well exceeded the expectations that were put on them preseason. I'll take each season as it goes. And yes, Syracuse for a while there was it an elite the elite of the elite programs uh in college basketball you look at their their stretch you know from 08 to 14 08 to you know from 2008 through 2014 before the the season before they banned themselves from the postseason it, it's as good as it gets you know it's it's up there with with the great runs and Syracuse has made two uh two final fours in the last 5 years but at the same time I'm going to take each season with a grain of salt. I'm going to say that this year Syracuse well out, uh, well outplayed expectations. Back to the phones 315-437-7644. We've got Matt in Rochester on the line. Hello Matt.
1: Hey, how are you? Uh just uh I would say that if you if you view this team in July before the departures um and obviously if this team stays intact throughout the winter and they finish the way that they did, ab- absolute failure. Um, if you have Torian Thompson, Geno Thorpe on the roster, I think you got to believe that 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 type of team with Beheim is an elite eight team this year. But given all the injuries, like you were just saying, and given all the adversity, you you got to say that this team, even being in the conversation for an NCAA tournament bid, is is a success. I don't know if you would agree with that.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, Matt. I think that this team would have been significantly, significantly better had Torian Thompson. Uh, been here, I, I really do, and I think that expectations changed a little bit even after he left. I think they took a step back uh, from you know where we were, maybe let's say August first to where we were November first. I think expectations had to take a step back because Torian was no longer here, uh, and then those expectations take another hit, you know, when Geno Thorpe leaves, and another hit when the injuries piling up, and and so yeah, to your point, if Torian were here, squeaking in as a play in game team, I'm not sure that's a success. Uh, given that he's not, given that this roster has changed so much in season after you can start adding players, you know, Torian left too late to to add another grad transfer or another high school uh, senior. Yeah, I, I think that you have to consider what they've done this year's success. One last phone call and then we'll take a break. We've got Scooter in Jamesville on the line. Scooter, what's up?
0: Yeah, it, I agree. It is, it, is, it is a success. but There's also some luck involved, too, because if Coles, because if Notre Dame doesn't lose their top two players, they might have won a couple more games, and Syracuse might have been on the other side of the bubble. And you also got to look at other teams. When we play them, their, their stars didn't play either. I mean, Clemson didn't have Graham. Uh, Florida State didn't have their top player. Uh, Bruce Brown from Miami didn't play, so you can use the injuries as an excuse for Syracuse. I'm sure they can use excuses uh, for those those teams there. But they they made the tournament, uh, 19 wins. I don't sometimes count the conference because those are extra games. You thought they might win 18, they actually you know they actually won 19. So if you thought 18, 19, that's what you expected. And the only drawback this year that I didn't think it was a great season, and it's I'm not sure that the greatest thing Coach Bayheim has done because I think the 96 was his best coaching job, because they actually did something They went to the right. Final Four, but they didn't beat anybody in the top tier. I thought the best coaching job in conference was the NC State coach, because he had the same thing. No expectations, players coming back, This lost their top player, I guess the best guard, with the money can buy. And basically, he, he beat the top tier team. So I, I, so I think we can tell the story of this year's team. Thank God there's injuries on other teams, because that helped Syracuse get the 19 wins.
2: Yeah, Scooter, that's a good point. Uh, you know, they they played a couple teams when they were down players, and they got other teams at the right time as well. Miami, Clemson, uh, both without their top players. So, yeah, that, that's a fair point to make. Um, as far as if it's Beheim's best coaching job, I, I think it's up there. Uh, look, it's, it's hard to overlook a national championship. It's hard to overlook final four runs like the 96 one, uh, like the one a couple of years ago. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's why I hesitate to say it is the best, but I think it'll be up there when all is said and done. And, and I think that, though, when you look at this season, big picture, um, I, I don't think there's any other way to look at it other than success. And that's why I wanted to bring it up, because I was asked two different times during the show yesterday, was this season a success? And, and I'm not sure how you can look at it any other way. So I just wanted to bring that up and hash it out. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. we got a quick segment, and then we'll have Brian Higgins in about 13 minutes here On Orange Nation on ESPN Radio. This
0: is a public service announcement. Our take on the day's top stories. It's today's business on Orange Nation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho.
2: Back on Orange Nation. See, Max, I did the thing where I waited again.
1: Yeah, I was going to say something. (laughs) <laughs> definitely did not mean to upload this one into our archives but whatever i
2: waited until the until the drop see, steve again. would have started talking Steve would have talked and when <laughs> yelled over him yeah yeah you shouldn't have uploaded this one no steve. no it's gonna or, trip steve or up. we should just leave it and see what happens when steve comes back uh we'll get to steve coming up later in the show he'll join us in about half an hour from now zach clark from espn tucson joins us in about 15 minutes But as the voice guy said, it is time for today's business. Max, what do you have for me?
1: St. Bonaventure, first time in 48 years, has won an NCAA tournament game. Courtney Stockard returning from a hamstring injury, scoring 26 points. Jalen Adams hitting a jumper and free throws in the final minute Tuesday night, rallying the Bonnies to a 65 58 victory over UCLA and their first NCAA victory since 1970.
2: That's insane. They hadn't won a tournament game since 1970. That was uh, uh, Bob Lanier, and they were a game away, actually. I, I saw this. They were a game away from playing for the title. Wow. Uh, yeah, if they had won, they would have gone and played John Wooden's UCLA team. So John Wooden uh, obviously would have won, Yes. but uh, they, they were a away. Not the same UCLA team of- they just beat. No, no, far from the same UCLA team they just beat. Uh, I do have them because I know you all care about my bracket. I have them beating Florida
1: tomorrow. Wow. Okay, so
2: let's go, Bonnies. What are they?
1: They're at twelve or they're at eleven. They, so
2: let's Ooh. go, Bonnies.
1: Yeah, let's go, Bonnies. They set a school record with its twenty-six win. Uh, Good Cord- year. Courtney Stockard was just great.
2: Uh, their coach, he should be a candidate for like the pit job. Yeah. Right. That seems I, to
1: profile well. I think I could be a candidate for the pit job the way they're branching out <laughs> on their university website begging for hirees to yeah. apply. Yeah, can we that fill was... out the, the application? I'll fill out an Missed application. Missed out on that. That's fine. But yeah, no, good Good looks to the Bonnies. That's cool. First time in 48 years. I know a lot of people in Syracuse have St. Bonaventure connections. but I don't Good know. year I for mean, them. They, they yeah, set they've... their
2: program win record. They win tournament game. They win here for the first time. That's definitely
1: a successful year for (laughs) St. Bonaventure basketball. There's no debate on that.
2: No. Although they shouldn't have been a play-in game, but that's besides the point. Go on. What's next?
1: Uh, Well, this is a really dumb rule that lower levels of the minor leagues will be reportedly starting. They're going to start with a runner in scoring position in extra innings before anyone even steps into the batter's box. I hate this rule so much. In an effort to speed up the pace of play, they're going to place a runner on second to start, and I hate it.
2: I hate this rule so much. It it, it makes the extra inning really, uh, really obvious as to what happens. Yeah. There's there's a formula to this, and we saw it in the World Baseball Classic last 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 year at this time. Uh, you walk the first guy intentionally. The second guy bunts. You walk the third guy intentionally, and it's bases loaded and and now two one out one out right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I hate this so much. It's so stupid. Uh, it. it I don't. I don't care. It's like, ru- it, it to me, it, it ruins to me, the game. Look, to me, you don't get games that go long enough, often enough, to make this worthwhile. Like, I, I think that the the idea behind it is to maybe implement it in like the thirteenth inning or the fourteenth inning in Major League Baseball. Like, you don't get enough games that go 15, 16, 17 innings that this is really worth adding.
1: And the you ones get, that what, do go 15, 16, fun. 17, they're, yeah, so they're fun to watch. I
2: love them. So, like. I don't think you get enough of those. You get what, like two a year that goes yep. sixteen innings. Like, is it really worth it to make a rule change for th- something that's happening two times a year? Uh, the same same thing for me for the intentional walk rule that they put in a couple years ago. Is it really worth it to to say, oh, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna save those four pitches?
1: I'd be more apt to change that than do this. Yes, absolutely, but like, but, but
2: my point being that it, it doesn't matter to me, like. They that, that wasn't that the amount of time was negligible on an intentional yeah. walk. It didn't make any difference to me taking it away well, or having them throw four. Plus fake you've pitches. seen
1: you've seen guys throw the ball in the dirt on an right. intentional walk and then something crazy happens.
2: Or Gary Sanchez hit a sack fly to the warning track, right? Uh, yeah. That, I didn't so, think it so like uh, the these rules that they claim are to speed up the game, I, I don't like them. There are things that we can actually do to speed up the game. Why don't you try doing those?
1: So Jason Stark of Espn.com uh also noted that they might change the bottom of the strike zone to the top of the knees as well as doing away with the See, intentional that's, walk. That's that's a more realistic thing to me. Yeah.
2: Change the strike zone, make people a swing. Like, I, 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 that that I'm okay with more so than, uh, like, let's fundamentally change, like, extra innings. Like, that's not baseball anymore when you put a runner on with nobody else.
1: No, yeah, I like the other two. I don't like putting the runner on at all. No, it's dumb. Uh, let's get back to this, some tournament talk, and we'll talk about Virginia's—I don't know what to call it—terrible, terrible luck. luck. Yeah, uh, their guard DeAndre Hunter is out for the NCAA tournament. Hunter, a redshirt freshman, was the ACC's Sixth Man of the Year and a key cog for the for the Cavs. He scored nine point two points a game, three and a half rebounds, and averaged about twenty minutes per game.
2: Yeah, I think DeAndre Hunter is the best player they have, and he's out now. I this totally totally changed my bracket. I I had Virginia going to the Final Four. I had Virginia winning the championship. Uh, I don't have them getting out of the Sweet 16. It totally changed. They've only had. My thoughts they've only on played Virginia. eight guys
1: all year. Yeah, it and... total.
2: It totally changes my thoughts on Virginia. I, I think he's the best player they've got. He is certainly the best pro po- prospect. He brings in so many different things that uh, to that team. So many different dimensions. He, he's an, he's able to play outside the three point arc. He's able to play down low. He's able to play at the post in the high post. We saw what he did against Syracuse when they played. I think DeAndre Hunter is really good and I think they're really going to miss him. And, and it stinks because uh, this is as good a chance as any. This is as good a team as any that Tony Bennett has had. Yeah. Uh, you know, team-wise. There have been bigger stars. There have been, you know, better players maybe. Uh, more more alpha dog type leaders. But this is as good a team as he has had. And uh, to see it get cut short in all likelihood because DeAndre Hunter goes out really stinks for them.
1: See, I don't, even with DeAndre Hunter, I don't know if I can put them past that Arizona game.
2: I had them getting past Arizona the first time.
1: I did. I, I have Arizona winning it in my bracket on ESPNSyracuse.com, which everyone can enter in and try to beat me and Seth and all our other have on, Arizona, on-air talent. Uh,
2: while we're doing this, I've got Arizona losing to Villanova in the championship game.
1: Arizona, had, Arizona, Arizona UNC, Duke, and Villanova, my final four. Purdue, Michigan State, Arizona, North Carolina. Sticking with the Boilermakers. I have to. I can't go against my word. <laughs> it's it's going to be. It's an interesting field though this year because there's a lot of seeds that seem like they should have been higher seeds. Than Arizona they are. should have been. Arizona should not be a four woefully seed. Loaffully underseeded. Yeah.
2: Uh, one more thing I want to get to here. Arizona Cardinals just released Tyron Matthew. Wow. Really. Now. Now I am looking at this with peaked interest because. Uh, the defensive coordinator that Tyron Matthew played under for years is now the Giants' defensive yeah. coordinator. I would love Tyron Matthew on my
1: team. So, what is going on? Come on over they're gonna, to New York. They're going to bring in Sam Bradford and get rid of their best defensive, or one of their Patrick best. Peterson's Patrick Peterson's there. pretty good, too. Yeah,
2: come on over. We got money to give you. Line up in blue. I would Fact love to or see fiction, it. fiction.
1: The NFC East is going to be the best division in football. The NFC next year. East is always the best division in football. This eh, this year was a little down. I know. I was, I was kidding. But uh, no, it's typically seriously. it is.
2: Typically it is. And I'll, I'll say this at the start of almost every football season. There's going to be a team in the NFC East with like uh, like 12, 13 wins. There's going to be another one with like ten. There's yep. going to be another one at like seven or eight. And another one at, like, three. And I don't know which one is going to be which. Well, it changes every year. (laughs) I don't know which team is going to be which, but I know that's exactly
1: how the division's going to fall. I'm going to give the Redskins the three wins.
2: I am, too. I think they took steps back. I think the Giants will be at, like, seven or eight.
1: I think the Eagles are going to win the the division. The Eagles are going to
2: win the division again, and the Cowboys will be, like, that next team that might be able to make the playoffs.
1: I mean, it's just an exciting time to be an Eagles fan because, like, they're finally doing good things. Like, you don't, know what, do. don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't want to brag. I don't want to. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm at a loss for words. So I'm just going to sit back and just wait for the season to start. Could you imagine
2: having Landon Collins and Tyron Matthew in the same safety no. group? No. And Janoris Jenkins as a corner? That's a. I mean, you get. Oh, my God. Please make this have, happen. The Giants
1: have a very good defense. Oh, please make this happen. And they, you guys just got way better with the Alec Ogletree trade. Yes,
2: I love that trade. And now trade. if you
1: add Tyron Matthew, yeah, that secondary uh-huh. becomes next level. Yep. So, and they all. got
2: and they finally have started doing something on the offensive line. They might be a real football team next year, Max. I'm so excited.
1: Maybe. They might be. Maybe they might they be might a real be. football team. I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, that's all I got for you today, but a lot of NFL talk. I I think this has to be one of the craziest off-seasons, off-seasons I can remember.
2: I'm um, I'm yeah, sure. A lot of big,
1: not even people moving, a lot of people moving, a lot of big names moving.
2: Yes. That was today's business. It's brought to you by Grossman St. Amour CPAs. Located in downtown Syracuse, Grossman St. Amore CPAs provides businesses and individuals with tax planning and tax preparation services and strategies to help minimize your tax liabilities. Learn more about how Grossman St. Amore CPAs can optimize the financial opportunities for your business online at gsacpas.com. We've got guests the rest of the way. Zach? We've got, uh, why am I blanking on the name? <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, ESPN, uh, Zach Clark from ESPN Tucson. <laughs> I went to say his name, and I totally blanked. Zach Clark from ESPN Tucson coming good up friend, our in good our, our next Steve. segment. And Steve Infante to wrap up the show. We're back after this on Orange Nation.